After Marvel Comics launched their first two Star Wars ongoing series with Star Wars and Darth Vader, they started a run of five-issue miniseries about a variety of characters, the first being Princess Leia by Marvel mainstay writer Mark Wade. Welcome to Canon Catch-Up from the Star Wars Book Community Podcast. Welcome to another episode of Canon Catch-Up. Uh, today we're going to be talking about the Marvel Comics miniseries Princess Leia by Mark Wade, with art by Terry Dodson. Uh, today on hosting duties is myself, Dan, Vader's Castle Library, and I am joined by the usual shit boys. John, you just appeared. <laughs> I don't know if I anyone without a camera on, so I thought that's fair. Uh, so yeah, first up, we've got John here, uh, the other Vader's Castle Library. Hello there. Boy. Uh, and the shittiest shit boy, Chris, SW Book Collector, is also here. What up? What up? Uh, so yeah, we're back on Canon Catch-Up, talking about comics. Uh, Princess Leia, issue one to five, makes up this miniseries uh, in trade paperback form. The uh, series was published between March and June of 2015. The trade was published on the 3rd of November 2015. Uh, brief synopsis. Following the events of A New Hope, Princess Leia sets off to rescue and reunite the survivors of old Iran scattered across the galaxy. Uh, so, lads, first up, did you enjoy this miniseries as a Princess Leia story? Chris, I'm going to start with you because I know that this time you've actually read it recently, so you can start. <laughs> Most of it. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's really good. Uh, I like, I, I have a soft spot for post A New Hope stories because we've got quite a few of them. Um, and I feel like this one is good and definitely captures, the writing definitely captures uh, Princess Leia. And, it, <laughs> it, it, and the storyline with her trying to sort of save all the old Iranian survivors and sort of corral them um, is absolutely in keeping with some, something that Leia would do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's really good. I liked it a lot. And John? Yeah, no, I, I agree. What Chris said, I really liked it. I feel like the um, the opening few pages kind of really tie in or ease it off well as to how people watching A New Hope and then going straight to the next film maybe feeling sitting there being like, one, this bitch ain't giving Chewbacca a medal. Like, one, that's bad enough. Two, she's made like no comment to like her home planet being destroyed. All this sort of stuff. So she had people in the crowd being like, oh, is that it sort of thing? Which I think yeah. is like the feeling of how you might feel re- watching the films and being like, oh, that's a bit of a plot hole there. Yeah. I've not mentioned it. So I think yeah. that's a nice little set up for the series which <clears throat> as chris said fits nicely into what i think plants Slay will be doing um so i enjoyed it yeah yeah no i'm the same i really like this one i've, I've only read it twice once like a few years ago and then just second time just just today um, yeah. with the trade um and i really really enjoyed it yeah i think it's a good princess leia story um i think dealing with the whole you know, Alderaan's being destroyed and how would how does Leia actually feel about it element that we didn't see at all in the films, like it was just completely brushed over. So getting that story was really good. And I like the sort of like space hopping adventure, um, you know, Leia going to various planets and finding Alderanians and dealing with the Empire and being a bit of a badass. Even got like a little bit of like Princess Leia backstory of her as a as a teenager as well. 
which was yeah, that was cool. I like that. Showing that she just likes scrapping people, which is good. Um, yeah, and then her relationship with Avan as well. I think that's a really interesting uh, duo, the two of them, uh, and seeing how an older alien views the princess and then them becoming pals. I liked it. I thought that was a good element as well. I think that's the biggest takeaway from this series, this mini series, is that character of Evan, Ivan, however you pronounce it. Um, she's a really good character yeah. and perfectly kind of captures maybe one of the sort of. Uh, well, I'm trying to think what the word is, like um, sort of thought lines that some of the rebellion might be thinking and feeling. Obviously, we only see it from like the hero's point of view, don't we? The, these moments, and mm-hmm. it's always. Um, just Luke Skywalker running around doing his thing and Han Solo being cocky, but then for the rest of the rebellion, they're just like this fucking bitch. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> um, so, and like Evans like completely encapsulates that, and I really like the character. Yeah. And I remember when I first finished it, being like, I hope we see more of this character. And we have a bit, I think. Um, I can't remember where is the Impo- They're in something. They play a, yeah. they're, they're a they're a fighter pilot later. I'm sure they yeah. are. Yeah, hundred percent. I know, but do they get made princess of something at the end of this comic? Because I was like trying to work out how I read that correctly. Nah. So Leia says to Evan to basically elect a leader to to sort of get everyone together and elect a leader of Alderaan that isn't her. Um, uh... So, like, a, an elected princess as opposed to Leia, because Leia's too busy being a, a rebel badass to, to lead her. I mean, did, did Leia, not, did Leia not sit there and think, maybe we should open this up to the floor? More like little, Princess uh, General election? Yeah. <laughs> she thinking there, uh, it's like communism. What's happening? Yeah, yeah that's what like she did. Someone. <laughs> well, no, she didn't. No, wait, wait, let me, let me get the exact word there. There's no general election, I think, between the other aliens. No, Leia literally. No, no, Leia says, "Elect one. I endorse you, but make it a fair contest. However, don't let Jora win." And Jora was that like nasty old lady who, um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Didn't, who didn't like the sort of mixed race older aliens, which was pretty. Yeah, she weren't nice. Um, yeah, that was a bit much, that wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, right. Okay. How did this comic miniseries? Sort of how, how did this, the post New Hope, post specifically post Alderaan being blown up storyline uh, work for you guys, Chris? I'll, I'll start with you. Um, repeat the question. <laughs> how did the comet? How how did its post New Hope, post Alderaan storyline work for you? Yeah, I mean, I'm fascinated with how the galaxy and the, or the universe, whatever, dealt with. The fact that a whole planet full of billions and billions of people was destroyed. I mean, when it, when it was mentioned in Lost Stars, and you see some of the old Iranians mm-hmm. dealing with it in that. When you see it in um, something else, what there's a book where they go to they go to the remnants of Alderaan. I can't remember what it is, but they deal with oh, it there yeah. as well. Yeah, I, I, I can't remember what that is either, but I've read it. So um, yeah, because there's like um, there's a plot for it, a thread in there. There's like um, scavengers, like scavenging bits of Alderaan and selling it, it in the black market. Is it, is it an aftermath prelude? I think it might be. That that yeah. makes most sense. Yeah. Um, 
Um, so I'm always fascinated with it, with that sort of storyline and, and how it's dealt with. So it's good to see it recognized in this because it's very much like when we, we see this in Star Wars. We all say this when we talk about heir to the Jedi, weapon of the Jedi, the fact that Luke's just lost his girlfriend. He doesn't give a shit. The fact that <laughs> the Princess Leia is smiling and winking at people and like cracking jokes and stuff when her entire family and every single person she's ever known has been blown up horribly. Yeah. Um, it's good to see it recognized. In, yeah. in in this format, so I, almost, I, I think it works really well. And I almost get a justification of why Leia behaves that way, in the sense of she's like, I've got too many responsibilities to these yeah. people to be seen as weak and sad, which is a nice nod, at least, to try and give some sort of justification. Um, John, how about you? Yeah, I completely agree. I think what always cracks me up about like any of the storylines with like the rebels and stuff is when people try and go off, like the, like the first issue, like Leia wants to go off and like find all the old, older people. And the guy's like, no, you can't go. It just cracks me up, like the Rebel Alliance, are, like, but trying to like work like a proper army. It's like, you must have just uh, hooligans. You've got a bunch of like, farmers basically farming ships, mate. Just, if she wants to go off and find her people, like, let her go off. Like, you're not like a government or anything. Like, it always just cracks me up. Is that they're just like trying to be like, no, you can't do this. We and have rules. And... We're rebels with rules. Yeah, let's go and do it anyway. <laughs> they're just not not like just do what they want whenever, basically. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, no, I've, I like the, the justification as you said, what how Leia was feeling afterwards and the way she deals with it, which I think is is the perfect way of dealing with it. Is obviously like the planet's just been blown up, but obviously as it's a galaxy with globalization times infinity compared to like England and the UK and everything like that. Everyone's everywhere. So we're going to go round up all our people and we're going to go bring them home. I don't know why can't, they can't just stay where they're at. That's why I tell them to go live in Coruscant. <laughs> go live there, but well, I think it's because gonna... the Empire is hunting down the survivors or they're alluding to oh, the fact yeah, that the Empire true. might start hunting down the survivors. Um, so I guess, yeah, Leia feels that duty. Yeah, but no, I liked it, and I liked the, I liked the parts where like the was it issue three or four or like the, the mixed alien older on species. I thought that was quite cool. So like they're not being left behind either. Yes, issue yeah. four that one. They're included. Yeah, yeah, sure. and they're Leia, included. Leia does a big speech and says that you know anyone who you know has old Iranian blood, anyone who likes old Iranian music culture, like that's how they keep old Iranian nice, alive. Nice Connery. Tottery wine, lovely. Um, Other ones only export. <laughs> no, mu- music, poetry, and Tottery wine. I think. Yeah, that's but it's the... only Tottery wine you ever see mentioned in anything. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I'm, I really like this one. I think this fits nicely because it obviously takes place very quickly after A New Hope, um, and then before the Star Wars Jason Aaron Star Wars comic picks up. Um, so it's a nice sort of adventure that Leia goes off on. I'm imagining at the same time that hands off, smugglers running, and Luke's off, weapon of the Jediing. Um, mm-hmm. So so that 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 for me works. It, it fills that gap nicely. Um, and yeah, I, th- I think it was nice to see a lot of different planets. Like it was nice seeing Naboo, um, and how you know this band on Naboo are sort of they haven't even found out yet. Alderaan's blown up and the, the head of the band's trying to keep it secret. And then mm. you've obviously got like Sullust where you've got these sort of like weird Alderanian business people, I guess, like 
not being nice to the environment, I think, was basically the gist of that. Yeah. Um, but Leia sort of reigns him in and brings So I think it's nice seeing different parts of the galaxy. Um, and it was nice getting that whole, like, subplot with the kids and her sister being an Imperial. Yeah, that was really good. I really yeah. like that part. Yeah. Um, Reminded so yeah, no, me of think... um, High Republic Adventures. Obviously, that came later. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. When she, when she's speaking to Crix, is it? It's yeah. not Crix. What's his name? Is it Crix? It's Crix. Crix. The the Backstreet Boys reject with the curtains. That guy. <laughs> yeah, Crix. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, no, I thought it was really good. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely good. I've, I've just had a look on Wikipedia, and uh, Verlaine is actually a character from the movies from A New Hope. But was never named. Oh, really? It was just one one of the star pilots you see, and then this they've named her in this, um, and then she's in like a couple of from a certain point of view stories, and I think Inferno yeah. Squadron maybe. But oh, she's awesome. actually mainly might not be Inferno Squadron, might be Twilight Company, one of the Battlefront books. Um, but she's most notably mm. in Charles Soule's Star Wars run. She's one of that the fighter pilots that go to rescue yes. with Kez Dameron, Shara Bay. Starlight Squadron. Starlight Squadron. She's part of Starlight Squadron. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That rings well. I um, knew there was something. She's in Aftermath Life, Life Day as well. There we go. So, significant first appearance of a character here. Um, yeah, first named appearance, yeah. First named appearance. Uh, what did you guys think of the artwork? Uh, and following on from that, what did you think of Mark Wade's only contribution to star wars um chris i'll start with you um so the art's done by terry dodson right yep so i have this massive urge to say dodson dodson we got dodson here <laughs> i feel like that's probably a joke that's gone way over by john's head it's a Jurassic park it's a Jurassic yeah. park reference <laughs> oh is it is it yeah yeah you know that it's, famous uh, star the wars big guy in the chair isn't it yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, Okay, cool. Uh, anyway. I just uh, liked hearing you in a silly voice, to be honest, Chris. That was enough to make me laugh. Yeah, um, it's not, like, the most fantastic art. Nothing really jumps out. There's no, like, amazing splash pages, but it's serviceable. My only issue with it is, is Princess Leia does not look like Princess Leia. No. She looks like Spanish Princess Leia, like Catherine Zeta-Jones <laughs> or something like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, at least we know that Terry Dodson didn't trace faces in this one. Oh, no, he didn't. It's definitely stylized. So I'd take him, his stuff any day over La Rocca. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, because it's, de- yeah, that's just it. It's definitely stylized and there's choices made and it's unique. I'd say the closest thing I'd recommend, sort of reckon it to, if you haven't seen this before, is like a more cartoony Phil Noto, maybe. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. in his use of colours and some of the face work um, but everyone does kind of look vaguely Asian but it's fine um, yeah the art's good and, and just the story's the story's good it's it's a bit kind of like um, a lot of stories were then where they're they give the impression of a big story but really they're minor monster of the week stories mm-hmm. um, which you get a lot of in the early days of Star Wars canon publishing but it's good enough and I'd, I'd happily read some else by him yeah, John. Yeah, I mean, I'm a, I'm a slightly indifferent on the art. I don't know. I don't. I just don't think the uh, Dutton's style jumps out at me. Uh, I think it just looks a bit plasticky somehow. Yeah. 
that's, that's the only way I can describe it to me. I mean, I think it's just I'm just a. I think I would just prefer you either go one way or the other, like your streams. You either have like real cartoonish looking stuff, like the Silver Surfer dance slot run, yeah. or realistic looking stuff like Jim Lee. Um, I'm trying to think of others. There's a couple of Moon Knight runs that should. Have, but anyway, um, so this kind of sits in the middle for me, and I'm not really loving it, but it's all right. It's not bad. It's not great. It's just it as as Chris said, it's it's, it's uh, palatable. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed this. Uh, who was the writer again? Mark. Mark Wade. Mark Wade. Yeah. I mean, I'm surprised this is his only um only contribution to Star Wars comics because I thought it was it was it was decent storyline for such a. I mean, it's a top top tier character of Star Wars. Not like they were just given a a random character off the off the bat and be like, there you go write a story. Yeah. Like this or like made a new one, like Afra or something. Where they were given a new character to go write, like they were given a quite a highbrow character off the bat to write for, and um, they did quite a good job, in my mm-hmm. opinion. So I'm surprised this is his only appearance writing for Star Wars. But I thought, yeah, I mean, good. I mean, Mark Wade is a is a pretty big deal at Marvel Comics. I mean, I know he's done a lot for mm. DC as well, but like his Daredevil runs pretty iconic. Um, he obviously wrote the Avengers, and after the all new, all different reboot, he was the I main think, Avengers writer. So, yeah, I think it's probably most famous for the fact that he wrote Kingdom Come. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. DC's like one of DC's most popular ever books. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah, wrote yeah, that. yeah. He's a, he's a, he's a big deal and he's written a lot of really good stuff. Um, so it is interesting. He's only touched Star Wars the one time. Um, it's the sort of writer that I actually, I like a lot of his Marvel work. So I would happily see him back and do another miniseries. Yeah. Um, I wonder if it's like, he's just like did it. And was like, oh, I've ticked it off my list now. I can't bother yeah. doing more. I've, I have a feeling that like at the early stages of the publishing, Marvel, Dalray, all of it, they cast their net wide with writers and they're like, you do it, you do some bits, you do some bits. Yeah. Until they found the ones that they felt truly fit. And yeah. since then we've had the same kind of stable of writers. They they occasionally like put bring someone else in, but it's always the same kind of people, isn't it? I mean, didn't wasn't it was it not Jerry Duggan who wrote the Chewbacca miniseries? I've got it here. One second. And like he's, I mean, he's he's been writing like Deadpool and stuff, hasn't he? I mean, he's a really big Marvel writer. So I guess they just went to all their sort of in-house writers and were like, yeah. "Does anyone want a Star Wars miniseries?" Yeah, I think that's probably what they did, you know. Yeah. And then seeing what what happens, like, uh, yeah, Jerry Duggan, and then obviously Lando did Charles Saul. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I mean, I think this is like one of the. I'd say out of all the miniseries, I'd say this one probably sits around about the middle. Like it's not in the it's not in the not so good batch, and it's not in the great batch. It's in that no, it's definitely good, perfectly good, um, entertaining, works yeah. with canon sort of batch. So it's honest, surprising Mark Wade didn't come back. Like it's 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 kind of the same quality as a lot of those named miniseries where you've yeah. got a character's name. Obviously, the top the top of that tier being Lando. Yeah. Um, and the bottom of that tier probably being Mace Windu, but there's yeah. You know, it's it's good. I mean, I, I, if if someone said to me this was their favorite Star Wars comic, I'd be like, okay, I can see it. It's not mine. Yeah, you wouldn't. But I can you see wouldn't it. be like, really? You'd just be like, yeah, fair enough. Mm. Yeah. Like, really, Greg Pak's Vader? <laughs> <laughs> we had to get it in somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it's <was> totally <laughs> there somewhere. Oh, um, but no, artwork wise, I think, I think, yeah, I think I had mixed feelings on the artwork because there were some of the pages that like. I really love the colours. Like the colourist for this was uh, Jordi Belair. Um, and then at the inks is Rachel Dodson. So I'm assuming 
his wife um, doing the inks. Yeah. Um, so obviously, like, a few I think things they, actually together. I think. Yeah, like I think they work well as a duo. I do like. I like when comics go for a style over like you know tracing or over like too photorealistic. I, I like comics with a bit of, with a bit of style. So I did like it. I think sometimes the faces didn't work for me. Uh, I agree. And I do think at times I can get what you mean, John, with sort of like the almost sort of plasticky feel. Um, I think for the most part, the artwork worked pretty well. Um, so it's definitely not one of my favorite pieces of artwork, but it's not, in, you know, it's not one of the ones I just put back down because I'm like, I can't be bothered with this art. Uh, like Obi-Wan Kenobi, Salvador de Rocca. Um, so yeah, all round. I liked it. Yeah, man. Um, just before we wrap up, we did get a couple of little like cameo appearances in here from some various important original trilogy era characters. Uh, Nian Nub was one of them. I think Morgan would appreciate us shouting out Nian Nub's little appearance in here. Um, what were some of the other ones that we got? Does that contradict what? it though? Like it bothered me when he popped up because I was like, hmm, is this a contradiction to his appearance in Twilight Company and Moving Target? Because in, no in, 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 <laughs> those are set after, and I'm sure one of them treats it like he's new to the rebellion kind of thing, or he's new to meeting these people. Definitely not moving target. Um, I haven't read Twilight Company, so it might be Twilight Company you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, in Twilight Company, he's a freedom fighter in Sullust, and that's set around about the same time as Empire Strikes Back, so probably a couple of years after this. So there is a slight uh, yeah, contradiction okay. there, I think. Um, I'm sure Johnny I mean, will be all over it. He'll tell us. Yeah, w- w- when he sort of appears in here, um, I mean, it is like a van knows him. Um, and, you know, Leia gives him a little, not quite a medal, but like a little garment as a thank you. So, like a little necklace. Her mum's yeah. necklace, a bit weird. So I guess he is established within the rebellion at this point. So maybe I, don't, maybe, maybe I think they make a point of him mentioning that he's a smuggler, like he's not part of the rebellion yet. So I appreciate that. And they they found him, they bumped into him when they were on Sullust. So maybe in a sort of look in the look at it in the right direction, it sort of does line up. I guess. Yeah, if you squint, yeah. it works. Yeah. Um, but who else do we get in there? Um, I have no idea. <clears throat> Luke Skywalker. He's in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we got that guy. Nice to see him again. Yeah, I, him I, I like his moment when, when at the in the first issue when he goes to chase her down and then Evan does that little fake out with yeah. the hyperspe- hyperdrive yeah. being faulty so they, so they can blast off. And Luke's like, that's my girl. Pretty much, isn't he? Like, that's my I girl. Even, I was confused why Luke even, like, like when it, it says that Luke and Wedge are chasing him, I was like, oh, they're going to let them go. I was like, oh, come on, Luke, you're the, you fuck off all the time. It's always yeah. like, I'm going to go do what I want. But as soon as someone's like, oh, go chase Leia, she's she's doing what she wants. He's like, straight in the cockpit. <laughs> I think, <laughs> to be I fair, though, Luke, she is like imagine... the most famous person in the galaxy. Carry on, Dan, sorry. Yeah, I mean, I think Luke's probably doing it more out of like, oh, we don't want Leia to go off on her own in case she gets captured instead of a, you know, I imagine it's like a, a big bro protective thing, even though A, he doesn't know he's a brother at this point. B, he's just crushing on her hard, which... <laughs> or but... do you think he was um, just desperate to get R2 back? 
He yeah. got his got on his X wing. Yeah, he's he like, like, what? what <laughs> where's what my droid got? <laughs> but there you go, oh, wedge. Yeah, that's basically wedge what it is. You can talk about Leia. He wants R two back. Yeah, wants his droid back. Yeah, obviously we got wedge. Um, I think that might be it, you know. Apart Anything. from the Han and Chewie. Anything um, Imperials? Imperials cool. No, cool we got the General so Dodonna, yeah. is it? General Dodonna, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then you've got that nice little reference of like, Mom Mothma no longer being a senator, so she didn't really know what she was anymore. I thought that was a nice little... Yeah, that, that, that again, that annoyed me slightly. Because it made it seem oh, like... Yeah. That, well, we know the Senate had only, had, had only just been disbanded because that's clear from A New Hope. Like, it's, it makes it yeah. sound like it's just happened. But we know from Rebels mm. that Mon Mothma left way before then. That is true. Right? That is true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> you know, not everything adds up, I guess. This is why Mark Wade never got invited back. Yeah, they were <laughs> yeah, like, fucking you, didn't, you didn't read... You, like, you didn't listen to Pablo Hidalgo, mate. <laughs> you're um, like, mate, yeah, no. Yeah. What? <laughs> um, all right, okay. I feel like we probably covered everything. Um, yeah. I mean, it's. Uh, I mean, um, we'll, we're going to go through a lot of these mini series on Canon Catch Up, and a lot of them, even though they're good, fun books, they don't cover a huge amount of plot. They don't cover huge seismic galactic events so these canon catch-ups for these are very much going to be our quick thoughts on on the book and the character yeah focuses on we're not we're not going to be talking for hours about these small five issue miniseries um is there like an omnibus of them all in well yeah kind of there is there is an oversized hardcover which is still available and you can get quite cheap called heroes for new hope and it collects princess leia issue one to five lando by charles saul one to five and chewbacca all in one that's, that's volume. And then there was the Han Solo one, which got its own separate thing, because I think the Han Solo one was the best selling by a long shot. What was so that? that? So they gave that its own hardcover. What was that? The Han Solo, the one with the race one. Oh, was that just in a hardcover on its own? Yeah, it's got a hardcover by itself. Right, okay. Mm. They should, they um, should, I think they should do a hardcover with... The two hand mini series and the two Lando mini series. I think that'd be a, a nice sort of like oversized hardcover. Yeah, like yeah, because obviously the two of the what? Sorry, Imperial Cadet and Double or Nothing. Obviously, are both sets during Solo time, aren't they? And the other ones yeah. are set during a New Hope time. So yeah. that yeah. would have worked quite well. Yeah, uh, but no, I think I think you're right, John. I think like a, a big omnibus that connects like all of the um, New Hope era. Uh, miniseries would probably be quite good because you could get Leia, Han, Lando, Chewbacca, um, and then you'd get like the Age of Republic, like one shot collections as well. Yeah, probably you could you could even argue put you could put Vader down in there as its own thing as well. Yeah, mm. yeah, true. Um, anyway, let's wrap up there. Um, final thoughts on Princess Leia would you recommend it to? Someone getting in Star Wars comics. Chris, I'll start with you. Yeah, it's it's perfectly good, serviceable. You don't need to know anything about anything other than the the new facts. Hope. Yeah, New Hope. That's all you need to know about. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just a cool, cool little Princess Leia adventure. Just be prepared that she looks like Spanish Princess Leia. <laughs> uh, and what about you, John? Yeah, agreed. Um, I think if you're getting into Star Wars, you might as well just go pick it up. Watch a New Hope. 
go read this in the other one shot five issue series we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. Shameless plug for Marvel Day. Bye bye. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, I, I agree. I think it's a good comic. It's it's one of the one of the better ones. Um, it's a fun story. It's a nice like canon plug in of like you know what happened with Leia after Alderaan blew up. It's good. Uh, it's a nice little trade paperback. I like the cover of the trade paperback. I'm holding oh. it up. I'm holding it up for the boys, even though it's not. Well, I'm holding up my hardcover. So exactly. It's okay. Uh, but yeah, no, I think it's a nice, nice little trade paperback. It looks good on the shelf, worth adding to your collection. Gets a thumbs up from me, and that's it. That's the episode. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, unless Chris, have I cut you short, Chris? Was there something no, you really wanted no, to No, no, I just wanted to be like, sorry, guys, this wasn't our most energetic shit boy episode, but you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, do you want to say something, shit boy? Um. I'm trying to think of something controversial real quick. Mm, no. Because everything <laughs> that came into my head was really dark. I don't want to say it. Uh, don't want to get cancelled. Yeah, I mean, we've done it in 30 minutes. That's actually that's actually really impressive. Do you remember when we were meant to try and make these 15 minutes? <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. We're like, this is a book. It's good. Go by. <laughs> uh, right, okay. So, Chris, tell the people where they can find you. Yeah, SW Book Collector on Instagram and Facebook. That's pretty much on this podcast. We're always doing some shit, aren't we? So, mm-hmm. Jonathan, uh, you can find me as one half of Vader's Castle Library. Occasionally on here, doing the chiming in on my stars opinions, or you can find me at go underscore John on Instagram. <laughs> Shameless plug. Shameless. Again, I remind everyone that's a private account, so you might not be accepted. <laughs> uh, I mean, a half of Vader's Castle Library. That's. Uh... That's overinflating yourself a bit there, John. Oh, I've got an omnibus for you, mate. You wait. You wait. I know John was really upset that his post that was the most liked Vader Castle post uh, dropped to second place the other day. He's lost his, mine. He's lost his and, relevance. I'm going to go back and boost it. What was pay, your number one spot? Pay for it. Uh, it's, it's the one I did the other day with like the Eye of Darkness and comic and High Republic yeah. and stuff. Hasn't you read the book? I haven't even read it yet. It was just a nice picture. Shameful. Um, and then, yeah, I'm at Vader's Castle Library as well here on the podcast uh, way too often. Probably fed up hearing my voice. Uh, and Canon Catch Up will be back next week, I think, for Canaan The Last Padawan Volume 1. Ooh. Um, now we're getting to the top Which is a good yeah. one. I'm, yeah, which is a really good one. So I'm excited to chat about that. Uh, if you missed last week's Canon Catch Up, uh, Morgan, Johnny, and Christy talked about Battlefront Twilight Company, which is a book that I haven't read. Good episode. Chris doesn't particularly like. So it was three people who were very positive about the book, and it was it's really good, and it made me want to read it. Um, so that's a really and their nice episode of that was out. way better than um, this one. <laughs> yeah, it probably was. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, it's the shit boys. You get what you get. Um, And big plug, if for some reason you're listening to this episode and you have not listened to our episode from Monday this week, our Comic Roundup special episode, our interview with the Uncanny Omar from Near Mint Condition. If you have not listened to that episode yet, please go listen to it. Um, We had such a fun time chatting to the wonderful Omar from Near Mint Condition. It's a really fun interview. Just in case anyone doesn't know, like Omar... From name, name and condition is like the number one place for comics. 
Like he reveals them, he announces them, he gets all the OVs. Like it's the place. So it's basically we got the top influencer, reviewer, comics guy in the world on the podcast, and it was great. Yeah, it was it was really really good fun. So go listen to that if you haven't listened to it already. Because if you if you're listening to this, you like comics, and that's the the good comic episode to listen to. Um, right? Should we let everyone go home now? <laughs> yeah. So thank you very much for listening to the Star Wars book community podcast. It's been Callan Catch Out. We will be back next week. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. That, that episode was wild shit. <laughs> <laughs>